Hello, Brian. Hello, Brian. Hello. Wow, Brian, that's a hell of a beard you got there. Because, you know, YouTube just sends you to the next thing. And then Tracers started playing. Tracers. Do you have any idea what the wow. movie Tracers is? What's that? It's fucking uh, uh, Taylor Lautner in a parkour movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. I was, 24%. I was like, this movie is so bad. But it was like very of the time. Like every song was dubstep and everything wow. they did was parkour. So it's like 2009. <laughs> Time to get real. Yeah, that's great. The real deal. Great start. The real McCoy. Are you for real or are you for rotten? This is Real Rotten, the podcast where we watch movies underneath 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. I am Nick Lyons. And that is Steven Ramirez. Yeah, I guess. And that is Alex Kalajakis. Hey, buddy. And Kyle's not here. We miss him. We miss Kyle. Uh, Shout out to Kyle. Everybody... Let's just let's just say let's do a hey there all at once, um, just so it's like he's here. Like one, Kyle, yeah, like Kyle. One, two, three. Hey, hey there. there, hey. And uh, we are here to talk about a movie, as always. Um, but a, a very a very special movie with a very special guest. We have Brian Smith is joining us. Brian. Welcome to the podcast. We are very grateful that you're here, only because um, you are one of our most devoted listeners. Well, you are probably our only devoted listener, and we love you for that. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Finally. Yeah, it only it only took us two years to do this movie. We're doing dirty work. There's a reason why. There's a reason why. Yeah. It's never a happy reason. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I mean, well, who cares? I guess. Uh, Stephen, why are we doing dirty work? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because you know, don't have a job, don't have a future, don't have anything looking forward to. So, why don't we talk about a movie about unemployment? Hell yeah, that's great. That's true, but there's no reason for. <laughs> we're going to start a revenge business. We are in the business of revenge, and the first person we're taking our revenge out on. Where's Samir? Josh Gad. Josh Gad is Josh Gad's officially an enemy of the podcast. I'm sorry, Josh. You've moved to the wrong side. Uh, I am now against you. Brian, are you a Josh Gad guy? I mean, what convinced you? I, I am not a Josh Gad guy. Uh, although I do appreciate his his little reunion show he's been doing on YouTube. Mm. Uh, I've I don't think I've ever actually watched a movie of his. So yeah, whatever. Well, you're not missing much because he's pretty awful. I'd like to sever his spinal cord in multiple ways. <laughs> well, we're not. We're, we're, yeah, we're not a murder for hire business. We're a revenge for hire. Oh, a murder yeah. podcast. Let's just yeah. Let's just stick popcorn in his computers. Yeah, we're just gonna do like popcorn. That. Yeah, popcorn. Yeah, lots great. of popcorn jokes. That's great. that's the number one. But first, we got to get to know Brian just a little bit. Uh, we're gonna play a game called Pretty Pretty Fly for a Bry Guy. We're gonna tell you different Brians, and you say if they're pretty fly or if they're not. Brian, okay. Bo- Brian Boitano. Brian Boitano, first Brian. Pretty fly. I mean, he physically flies through the air during the ice capades. How can, how can you not right. admit that he's pretty fly? Yeah. Brian McKnight. 
he is pretty fly. Uh, you can't go wrong. He's a sex symbol of the '90s. We are a '90s podcast first and foremost, uh, and perpetually, uh, forever and ever. And Brian McKnight's are one of our patrons. Episode ninety-three, another '90s in the '90s. Um, Brian Bocock, the starting shortstop for the Giants in the year two thousand. Uh, what was it, twelve or thirteen or something? No, way pre pre. Or was he twenty oh eight? Two thousand eight. Yeah, you're looking. The 07, I think two thousand eight. Yeah. Even though he's a giant, not fly. Wow, no ha- no hashtag forever giant for Brian <laughs> Brian Bocock. <laughs> Brian Bocock, you heard it from from God's uh, God's lips to Brian Smith's ears. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't even know how the fucking analogy works. Uh, last Brian, Brian, the fucking, dog, fucking Brian Smith. Uh, how do you? Is it, are you pretty fly yourself or not? Like let's let's be self let's be self uh, reliant here. You know what? I'm not. I'm not fly at all. No. Wow. wow. Self-deprecating. I'm, I'm, I'm like. Uh, I'm like French vanilla ice cream. I got a little bit of flavor, but I'm not really there. You know what? Hell yeah. You with that vanilla ice cream, have a slice of humble pie. Why don't you? <laughs> French vanilla ice cream is underrated. No, it's smoother. Overrated. It's smoother than. What's better, French vanilla or vanilla bean? Vanilla bean by a vanilla thousand. bean is good. By a thousand miles. (laughs) You know what the best vanilla is of all time, and no one knows what I'm talking about? Triple vanilla. It's basically Neapolitan, but with all three vanillas. Regular vanilla, French vanilla, vanilla bean. I don't know. Some some people. That should be called Millie Vanilli. (laughs) That really should. Uh, Where you have Ben and Jerry's. I don't care. I need Ben and Jerry's right now. Yeah, you do need Ben and Jerry's right now. I can really tell. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Living with crippling depression because, you know, don't have a job, future, things like that. It's great. It's okay. I have I have faith in you. This podcast is taking off. We have one listener, and we're going to get up to two one of these days. Yeah. I really think we're going to make it. Yeah, yeah. We're here to talk about dirty work, uh, the Norm McDonald vehicle. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about it, and it's it. I, I watched it again. I remember I'm not of the dirty work uh, uh, nope. generation group, I guess. That's um, true. Because it, it never got vaulted into that, like the, that Billy Madison group. Where where every teen loved it, unless yeah, it nice unless it was different for you guys. I, I think it was. I mean, I missed the marker a little well, bit. Oh, go ahead, Brian. I I've got history with this. So this came out on DVD like way back when DVDs were a first a thing, and so we go out and just buy you know whatever DVD was available because that's all you did, and so it became a you know me and my friends partying or whatever. And it's like, hey, let's throw on a movie. And so this movie was, I, I swear, in the uh, 2000, it was like year 2000, I probably watched this movie 40, 50 times. Nice. Uh, just because. And I, I remember it back then was hilarious. Man, I watched it last night and, oh boy, is it rough. <laughs> I, I had a few good laughs last <laughs> night. I will say that. I had, I had a pretty good... We watched it last year when Stephen um, was previously out of a job because oh, yeah. we were going to do it. But yeah. then uh, Stephen got a job. Yeah, routine. And then, um, so that means he's going to get a job. Yeah, it means he's going to get a job again. But that's so why we're we ha- doing this podcast. That's why we had to get on it and do it quickly because Stephen was gonna, is going to get another job. Yeah, sure. And then I watched it then, and I didn't. I didn't understand it. Um, but then I rewatched it again last night, and I had a pretty good time. We'll talk about it. But first, movie news: uh, the Tax Collector. We're a Tax Collector podcast. We're a Shia LaBeouf podcast. We're Shia LaBeouf specifically as a gangster with a lot of tattoos, who's 
probably trying to be Mexican, but not very. But is he trying to be Mexican in that movie? I think the character is uh, part part uh, character is part Mexican, part Latinx. Okay, the tax collector. Uh, it's the new. It's the new David Ayer. No, no, Antoine Fuqua. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of the. It's other. got those yeah, vibes those. for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it uh, it looks bad, and it is bad. It's eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Uh, I don't know where the theaters. Yeah, where did it come out? No idea. Not a clue. It's David Ayer, written, directed. It is? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Of course it is. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so we're Probably David Ayer. Like Quibi or something. We are David. No, what? <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Quibi. Quibi only does 10-minute movies. Oh, there's no movies on there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. But yes, are we are we more of a David Ayer podcast or a Shia LaBeouf podcast? I mean, you did a movie with uh, David Ayer. We already did one. It's the second sh- time Shia LaBeouf's come up. You didn't do a Shia. You didn't do a Shia movie yet, so um, can't really be a Shia podcast. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. 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 Yeah. We've done a David Ayer podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. called the Suicide Squad. Suicide the first Squad. Episode the very first. Ever. The very first episode. Oh, Great producing, while. Alex. It's Which we're going while. to revisit. I wasn't the producer on that episode. <laughs> well, there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Excuses, but we're here to talk about dirty work. So let's get into it. Let's get a little taste. Let's get a little, little taste. Let's yeah, get a little yeah. taste. We should open a revenge for hire business. I've never seen so many dead hookers in all my life. Lord knows I have. This is not part of the commercial. Is some jerk making your life miserable. Let us do your dirty work. Sometimes you gotta remind the hen who the rooster is. For anyone who wants to fight back, call the professionals. Norm Macdonald. Chubby Chase. Movie line. Oh, how's that looking? Dirty work. He was supposed to keep driving. Rated PG-13. I'll tell you what brightened up my day was um, listening to some Third Eye Blind. There's no way you can hear semi-charmed life and not feel a little bit better. I mean, it's it's supposed to it's supposed to trigger your uh, your meth rage. And, and <laughs> yeah, that, crystal right? meth will lift you up until you break, dude. Yeah, it reminds me reminds me of uh, <laughs> that semi charm kind of life. Bay bay a bay a bay bay bay. We'll get to it. That's Hurricane Chris. Uh, that's oh a yeah, bay yeah, bay. a bay bay a bay bay. <clears throat> Probably one of the quintessential '90s songs too. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, '90s and '90s. Sure, great point. Oh, Alex. definitely. Great point, Alex. Why don't you give us the rating? PG-13. <laughs> How about the critical rating on Rotten Tomatoes before we get into the actual rating? It'd be great. So Rotten uh, Tomato uh, consensus was 17%, but the audience score was 65%. So. I think, yeah. I think that's uh, appropriate. It's an appropriate number. It needs to be 69, but uh, yeah. I'll take the 65. I'll take the Eiffel 65. I see it. 90s. Because you know why I said I pull sixty five? Because I'm blue. Double D. Double die. Double D. Double die. Did you ever get into fights about if it was I was green, I would die? No. Me and what? me and Tyler back in elementary school. He would always say if I was green, I would die. And I'm like, we Googled it. Well, Google was Google around then. I don't know. We looked it up on dial up, and it said a double D. Double die. We asked Jeeves. <laughs> Now it's time for the blurbs. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes didn't have a blurb. No, they did. It says no consensus yet. Yeah, no consensus yet. Uh, it's still out. Still, <laughs> Jury's out still. So I chose uh, Bob, Graham, Bob Graham from the Chronicle who said, 
a stupid lowdown vulgar comedy. Pretty clear and concise. But oh. then uh, when I looked on the Wikipedia right after that, he says, but I had a few good laughs. Oh. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that that changes the entire uh, blurb. You're sending Classic me mixed messages. Bob, Bob, mixed messages. Not good in the 90s. Mine was from a nameless uh, reviewer from the Globe and Mail who wrote, tasteless? Oh, yeah. That was the editor. The editor just said, I need to put in a, a blurb. No, that person table. had COVID before uh, it was a thing. There was TV like, Guide didn't can't taste anything. TV Guide didn't have something to say. Yeah, COVID-6. TV Guide did have something to say. Yeah, thank you for that excellent segue, Alex. Uh, Maitland McDonough of uh, the TV Guide stated, uh, Occasionally funny, but all too often driven by the juvenile conviction that anything even remotely connected with homosexuality <laughs> is riotously funny. <laughs> Uh, I wow. agree. In the 90s, uh, gay sex was was a very funny topic. Not so much now, because it's not taboo anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Now it wouldn't even be... Uh, I mean, it could be funny. It's just all about how you do it, right? Whatever, <laughs> man. <laughs> Brian, do you, do you have a blurb? <laughs> yeah, I do. I got uh, Michael Dakina from themoviereport.com Ooh. for a film called Dirty Work. What ensues is rather clean of spirit. I just kind of like the turn of phrase there. Yeah. We love a good turn of phrase. Not sure. Or a grouping of words is what our president calls it. <laughs> grouping of words. Grouping of words. <laughs> also known as a statement or sentence. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's keep it going. Uh, KJAX Fact Shack. Let's, let's get us with the actors' directors. All right. It was directed by oh, Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Bob Saget, um, famous comedian, even more famous TV dad, uh, dirty joke writer, dirty, dirty joke, joke performer. Guy. Yep, um, not the worst director, apparently. Movie was movie was well done linearly. I, I mean, they did cut yeah. a lot of it, <laughs> so. Well, they had to cut a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, I guess they are rating. I guess they, they cut PG-13. like half of it. Yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck? They cut like half the jokes. I'm sure is yeah, what they were probably. trying to say. Yeah. So is. Was America's Home um, Videos still on at this at point? This t- point? No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I not say, with him on as the host. Yeah. Not with him as the host. Really? I thought he was the host in the... Oh, maybe that was the early, no. early 90s? It he was, was early 80s, 90s. Late 80s, early 90s. He was late, okay. yeah. And then it went to uh, someone, and then it went to uh, I'm Gonna Get My Bergeron. Tom Bergeron. Yeah, and then it went, and then there was a part where now it it's was back. No, yeah, then it was a part where it was Daphne and that guy. Yeah, that's John. who it was. It was Daphne and John. Yeah, that that's who it was. That was who's who was before Tom. And Bergeron. then it went to Bergeron again, and then it went to now it's a. Uh, um, Is it Wayne Brady? No, it's or, not unusual from a uh, fresh. Oh, Prince. Carlton Ar- Af- Afonso Ribeiro. Yeah, Afonso. Yeah. I think he does it now. That's that's cool. Yeah, yeah, great. Do they put on the filter that makes it look like it was all recorded on an old school camera? Still? I'm sure they do. <laughs> they have to. Now they probably just go on Twitter and they're like, okay, you're going to be part of America's Funniest Home That's videos. exactly what they do. They pull internet videos and put it on TV. That's what the Cedric the Entertainer show is all wow, about. Wow, it was the original, uh, the original... It was the original YouTube, honestly. You were, <laughs> was... you were able to see videos. That yeah. Otherwise, how else would you have seen those? Yeah, yeah. I really needed them heavily edited. With Red, white, and blue all the funny things you do. America, America, that's what you do. Is the original national anthem is America's. We should change the national anthem to America's Funniest Home Videos song. Yeah, we should. Brian, what's your stance on America's Funniest Home Videos? Uh, that was a fun show when I was a kid, 
and then the internet showed up. Yep. And yeah. that was much better. Much better. <laughs> yeah. Much better. <laughs> Definitely. I was always pissed that some person with like a dumb kid was like, oh, we won $50,000 just because our dumb kid said something dumb. But or my- they got hit in the nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Full House had just ended too. When this uh, this movie came out in ninety eight, yeah, the when did the show end? Full House ended in ninety six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when just more like just, Empty House. Um, How about you give us the writer? <laughs> the... <laughs> well, it was written by uh, Norman McDonald. Yep. And Frank uh, Sabastiano and Fred Frank Wolf. Sebastiano and Fred Wolf. Uh, Fred Wolf and Norm McDonald first met on the set of Saturday Night Live, where yeah. Fred Wolf was a writer and performer for one season. Yeah. This might be Fred Wolf's fourth movie on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we got Strange Wilderness, that's on the docket, and then uh, a couple other Happy Madison. Joe Dirt. Yeah. Yeah. He, I know why Mama named you Joe Dirt. <laughs> Fred Wolf is a funny guy. He was in the movie, too. Yeah. He, uh, was. he was one of the homeless guys, right? No, uh, yeah, he was one of the homeless guys who yeah. uh, who was crop dusting in the in the opera scene. <laughs> We're gonna get into that. Uh, actors, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald, who has a prolific um, um, golf uh, Twitter. He, he he doesn't tweet often, but when he does, he's very uh, very objective when it comes to watching golf. Golf is really? he's he, Norm Macdonald's an update Twitter guy. He's yeah. like, uh, this guy is doing this now, yeah, and that's it. It's yeah. it's almost never an opinion on anything. Yeah, it's, it's almost always it's like objective news. I yeah. like it. Norm, yeah. Norm needs to be on the green, uh, <laughs> yeah. giving interviews. It's like the weekend update that he used to do, except with just the update. Yeah, just no the more, update. No more weekends. No joke. No jokes. <laughs> yeah, all jokes aside, keep it going. Artie Lang. Artie Lang. Uh, famous uh, with his old nose. N- famous never do well, but before his baboscus. Yep. Jack Warden. Jack Warden, famous uh, actor from the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. Classic Jack. Yep. Another man with the legend, Don Rickles. Don Rickles, one of the best cameos that we're going to talk about. Yep, cameo. So yeah, we'll have to separate him from cameo to uh, to regular actors. Yeah, like like, later, che- like Chevy Chase. He's too established in the. Are in you the sure? Film. I okay. think I think so, but it's he was debatable. mentioned in the previews. So yeah, he's, Chevy he got be. second billing in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he's not. He's in it in <laughs> for three minutes. Oh, really? <laughs> he plays the doctor. Uh, uh, speaking of that, uh, Chevy Chase. Yep. And then uh, Christopher McDonald. Classic bad guy. Two McDonalds. Uh, Norm McDonald and Christopher McDonald. One's a McDonald's. One's a McDonald's. Yeah. One's the southern way to say McDonald's. One's the northern way to say McDonald's. Yeah. We're going to go to McDonald's. <laughs> quarter pounder. Get a quarter pounder. Got, molasses. Got the molasses in your mouth. Get a quarter pounder. I'm from the south. That's from my, I'm from the south. Molasses. Come on. <laughs> and last but not least. Chris Farley, which I think is his last movie, right? No. No? Second to last. It was his last. No, second to last. No, According to his IMDb, last. it's his last. Almost Heroes was the... Uh, well, his last last lead role was Almost Heroes. So this would be his last. So it's Chris Farley's last film. Yes. <laughs> In the trivia. But the trivia can be wrong. and has been before. Yeah, you know, because the internet's never wrong. You know what else is never right? The fact check. Yeah. Oh, here we go. So May, yeah. So here's a quick fact, fact, uh, fact check uh, update for you. Almost Heroes released in May 1998. Dirty Work June 1998. So yeah, you're right. R.I.P. Chris Farley. R.I.P. Chris Farley. Gone way, way too soon. Uh, let's keep it going with the fact corner and more horrible facts. 
Well, Stephen touched on it. Released in June 98, the 12th specifically. Uh, Brian, if you could live in a fact shack or a fact corner, which one would you choose? Live at the fact corner or in a fact shack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I would say the shack because yeah. then you definitely have cover. Well, put no, it this. Put it, what's it made of? Though? If you're if you're if you're uh, living on the corner, it could be a building that's called like the fact corner. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. It's like a bodega, and then you got like some apartments up in the second or third story. <laughs> so, all right, all right. <laughs> and there's Check a cat. There's a cat that constantly kills rats and constantly. like leaves them in the middle of the bodega. A, you're yeah. and you're like pretty fire. thankful for it because it, it means that there's le- one less rat. But then you also have to pick it up. Yeah, but then you know there's rats at the bodega. Yeah. 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 Anyway, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was something I wanted to say. I forgot. Oh, yeah. So uh, so June 12th, 1998 release date. This is uh, pretty significant to me. I know this release date pretty well because not only is it eight days before me birthday. Um, Happy birthday. This movie. Birthday. It's your th- ninth birthday. You're right. This was uh, right before my ninth birthday. This was a movie that I saw the day it came out in the movie theaters with my cousins, based solely on the fact that we were uh, tasked with cleaning the barn. So if we could clean the barn, we can go see this movie. And you know we cleaned the hell out of that barn to see this movie. And it was... Uh, not a shred of hay anywhere. Oh, you had to do dirty hay. work to get to see exactly. dirty work. Exactly. <laughs> thank, thank you for telling my joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Alex, on uh, why don't you continue with that? I'll step on more on Stephen's toes. If you know what I mean? Yeah, step on my throat. And well, we've broken the stre- <laughs> we've broken the streak, guys. It's PG thirteen. Wow, PG thirteen. PG streak is over. That's uh, incredible. We did thirteen PGs in a row, so we had to move on to the next one. Wow, thirteen PGs, thirteen <laughs> Paul Georges. <laughs> runtime. Rated Paul George. Um, runtime. Hour and twenty two. So Hour twenty two. Hell yeah! You give me that under all day. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's cash not the in. shortest movie we've done. No, it's not. I think we did like it's, it's, yeah, eight crazy nights was like an hour. It's gonna be really hard to be. It's gonna be really hard to be eight crazy nights. Yeah, unless you do like a land Mac and me. time like direct. Mac and me, I think, is under an hour and ten. Is it? Which we're definitely going to do at some point. One day. <laughs> Taglines. Revenge is sweet, and surprisingly affordable. I like it. That's pretty good tagline. Pretty clear. Concise. It's almost one that we can't even approve, improve upon. Yeah. Um, but we tried. Yeah, that's why I wrote, it comes easy being sleazy. Yeah, that's really bad. <laughs> uh, here's what's even worse. It really is his labor of love. I'll say it again. It really is his labor of love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's worse than yeah. mine. Worse than mine. Brian, do you have a tagline? I do not have a tagline right now. Well, that's good. Do you want to come up with one on the No, we, He's we, got one. He's got one. You got one. 69, dudes! Uh, nice. <laughs> Alright, plot keywords. Cameo appearance. What makes a movie great? Yeah. Deadpan humor. What makes a movie better than a live great? better than a live pan humor? You can't keep a live that. pot. When a live pot is going, you just can't even control it. Yep. Workout video. There is a workout video <laughs> seen in this film. Yep. <laughs> Dog. Uh-oh. There's a there's a couple dogs. I don't know why dog is in there. <laughs> no, there's a couple. There's the Chihuahua. There's a Spunky. Yeah, Sparky. Spunky. Spunky. What? A, and but then, <laughs> and then at the beginning when they convince when they I'm when they had the gay dog. <laughs> I'm almost positive we've oh yeah the yeah gay yeah, German yeah. Shepherd. yeah the yeah, gay, the gay German, German Shepherd. I'm almost positive we've done a dog movie that dog wasn't the key word in it and then, and then we do this one and it is yeah but it also goes with the next one. 
Camera. There's a camera scene in this film. A couple. Yeah. Dog, camera, person, TV, man, woman. <laughs> That's all you got to say. $13 million budget, $10 million gross. 10 million takes not bad when you, when you consider the budget of 13. It said, I, I couldn't find the exact um, take, total take. Total take for video, but it said that it made as much as 10 million in video as well. Yeah, it made money. It, it was a pretty big uh, cult cult. Yeah, film. It's, it's something you see at Blockbuster and go, oh, let's take a look at that. It was like one that was $5, and a lot of people that saw, like Brian, would be like, hey, I, I'll, Walmart bucket I'll, special. I'll take this one. I always thought it was rated R, though. Which is uh Yeah, I thought it was too. When so I was I. No way. I thought for sure there was like nudity in it or at least some some F words, but turns but, out there was neither of those. No, <laughs> just a lot of dirty uh dirty dirty sex jokes. Artie Lang was wary of working with Chevy Chase after he- hearing uh, many stories from friends and colleagues about Chase's nastiness. But in his book, Too Fat to Fish, uh, Lang recounted that he loved working with Chase and became good friends. Uh, he also recounted that Chase warned him that uh, the studio would force them to make the PG-13 rating, uh, even though it was written as an R film, and told him to fight. So they all fought, uh, but the studio refused because they felt like there wasn't a large enough audience for R-rated comedies at that point. And so they released it. In, they released it earlier as well to to break away from the audience uh, pull that was there. Something about Mary, which turns out to be the highest grossing movie of that year, as well as an R rated comedy. So boo on MGM, reviving R rated comedies for years to come. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, because uh, something about Mary and something about Mary came out the next month, almost to the day. Basically, so, yeah, yeah. They, it was just a piss poor move on MGM. And uh, for better or for worse, it, it made dirty work what it is today. Uh, okay. Uh, Brian, do you have a favorite trivia? I don't know if you looked any up. There's some okay ones. Uh, I did have one. Oh, actually, yeah. It's uh, in the scene where Mitch and Sam are getting berated by Mr. Hamilton, Don Rickles started ad-libbing insults. At one point, Don Rickles started insulting Norm MacDonald and not his Mitch Weaver character. It didn't make it into the film, but the baby gorilla line that was directed towards Sam was used. That's pretty good. <laughs> I really want to see the outtakes of just Don Rickles ripping into Don the Rickles cast. Don Rickles just going off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's the only outtakes I want to see from this film. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's just uh, Mr. Warmth himself laying, laying it down thick. And now it's time for the real Rotten Recap. Um, we're just going to do a quick synopsis of the film. Great. Um, I mean, I, I, just, I just might as well do it. Just don't, don't, don't worry your pretty little head. Yeah, do, so, you do it from memory. Uh, so like Norman Donna and Arlie Lang, they're best friends growing up. They always, they always get bullied, but the thing is, they get back at bullies all the time, uh, from putting popcorn in their teacher's car to. Uh, to taking pictures of their bad babysitter while she's in the bathroom. Yeah, that's not <laughs> yeah. sexual assault. <laughs> so they grow up. Uh, they they don't have successful jobs or careers. Uh, Sam's dad, Artie Lang's dad, um, has a heart attack, and he needs a heart transplant. He needs $50,000, which they obviously don't have. Um, but they need $50,000 quick because the doctor is a degenerate gambler. That sounds familiar. Um, so they have to come up with the money quick. The only thing they know how to do, uh, things well is to get revenge on people. So they start getting revenge on, uh, bad landlords, uh, bullies that at the, at the circus, uh, uh, land developers, things like that. Uh, so hijinks ensue. They do a bunch of crazy shit. 
they get in trouble because they were paid to, to destroy a building that wasn't even owned by the person that paid them to do it. So they go to jail. Um, they get released. They take revenge, ultimate revenge on the, that landowner dude, which was Michael McDonald. Um, Michael McDonald, that'd be so good. They destroyed the opera. <laughs> Christopher McDonald. <laughs> what if Michael McDonald was doing the opera? He's like, I'm starting this opera. I'm house. starting my own opera. <laughs> what a fool my ears. Um, and they save the day. And uh, the except for the doctor, the doctor dies. That's the only. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens at the end. But everybody else lives. The end. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Just a lot of a lot of hilarities uh, that we'll get into further. A lot of bits, yeah, just most, bits. mostly like bits and skits, which is, uh, I guess you could see it coming with all of them coming off of uh, SNL. SNL, Mad TV. The other trivia is uh, Norm MacDonald was fired like right before this from, from SNL, SNL yeah. because he was in a big fight uh, with the NBC top executive because he was making fun of O.J. Simpson too much, Yep. and then uh, he got fired for it on Weekend Update, and then... Because he wasn't funny enough. And then a year to that day, they asked him to host Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And uh, NBC Properties didn't advertise this movie because of it. Wow. How petty. Yeah. We're going to go over the good and the bad of this movie. Uh, mostly the bad. There's there's a lot of bad. So I think the best way to put it is let's let's talk about the good moments in the movie and then then shower it with all the all the bad yeah, so the real good moments. Yeah, let's talk about the good jokes first. What did you like, Nick? The jokes that I liked first, popcorn, lots of popcorn yeah, talk. Yeah, big, big popcorn, popcorn guy. guy. Yeah, of course. Uh, there was popcorn in the cars. Awesome. They talked about popcorn. He had a popcorn machine that got thrown out of the apartment. Uh, all of it, great popcorn stuff. I was eating popcorn while I watched this, so it was Very just, meta. Yeah, it was fantastic. I, I thought that was great. Uh, some of the other jokes that worked for me, the mooning <laughs> out of the car. Probably the, dri- the best joke. The drive-by mooning is so fucking funny it's every really time. <laughs> and it's really good. <laughs> when he just even like, better with the park. Yeah, yeah, when he parks and just leaves. When he parks and just gets out. Leaves his ass hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> that part got me. And then uh, I loved, I actually really liked the hallucination after they eat, they eat the brownies. They eat the brownies for the, the trust test trial and then it's a call back later on in the movie yep both of the hallucinations are actually very funny adam sandler cameo in that part cameo as the devil as and gary coleman cameo as himself and then uh i didn't like the note for self note to self but we'll you didn't get, like the note to self no i thought that was that's a, it's a callback to his routine that he did on weekend update so they weren't good note to selves but the fact that he's routinely like Self. I gotta do that. Uh, I didn't even like know it was a bit random segues. Yeah, yeah, non sequiturs, not segues, non sequiturs. And then the uh, Chevy Chase uh, gambling, de- degenerate gambling was the funniest part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it, it, we'll Where, talk about it, it a little bit. He has like a broken arm the first time they come back, and then the it's second like a black time, eye, yeah, <laughs> broken clavicle, and then he has a a, a boot a, a boot on, and then he's like, yeah, they chopped out they blow off one of my toes with a pistol and you would think that I didn't owe him any money after that, but I still owe him all that money. <laughs> and he just keeps getting worse and worse every time they come back, but he's like very, fairly upbeat the whole time. Yeah, I thought that was a very funny joke. Yeah. Um, what didn't work? Uh, the gay sex uh, jokes. Um, uh, uh, the, 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 the nastiness to women jokes. Uh, 
the the wanting to have consensual sex with his girlfriends all the time jokes. Yep. Uh, all those not great. Uh, the, the nose getting bit <laughs> off by a Saigon whore. Like, if you didn't mention Saigon whore, it'd be funny. But the fact that you mentioned Saigon whore is not not, not that funny anymore. <laughs> yeah. It was Chris, funny back Chris then. Chris Farley was actually very funny otherwise. Yes. And it was great. Chris hit- Farley in the bar scene was hilarious. Yeah. That first bar scene was hilarious. Like the, uh, the you, the bastard. you bastard. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just the, kidding. Uh, you're going to put on something good? Oh, yeah. Street Fighting Man. Rolling Stones. G7. <laughs> just press G8. Oh, the other bit that worked? Uh, Norm McDonald getting thrown out of things. Thrown out of things, Get yeah. Getting thrown into into dumpsters, out oh, yeah. of windows. And then to top that. Onto floors. Norm McDonald getting thrown out of buildings, but Artie Lang just walking out. Yeah, Artie Lang constantly walking He's out. He's just like getting pushed out <laughs> because they can't lift him out. <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty good fat joke. Um... Who made it work, Nick? Who made it? Who who didn't work? Well, we, uh, what else is there in the movie? Uh, there's plenty of badness. Like you, you just got to watch it for yourself. There's there's uh, there's rape jokes. There's uh, homeless jokes. There's uh, obviously bodily bodily fluid jokes. There's uh, there's jokes about the, the dead hookers joke. Pretty funny. The grand the horny grandpa is horny grandpa. It's good, but but what comes out of his mouth is bad. <laughs> Like if he was just a mute, right, yeah. but always like like Benny Hilling uh, women, I think that's a little bit more acceptable than uh, just saying, "Hey, where's where's my whore?" A lot of whores, whore being used in this uh, in this movie a lot. The word itself, yeah, the word and the character. Yeah. Nineteen ninety eight, I guess. I guess it was that was probably the first time in in my as a young child I heard the word whore egregiously. It's all, yeah, it is. It's, it's all the time. Uh, Brian, did you have any uh, parts that stick out to you as real bad and or real good? And who are real good? <laughs> the, uh, the, we mentioned it earlier, but the, the dead hookers line was really good. Yeah, I've never uh, seen so many dead hookers in all my life. <laughs> Lord knows I have. <laughs> Lord knows I have. Uh, that's nice, nice quotable line. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, like we've been saying, the the homophobia, the 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 racism, everything else is just really thick in this, and just not good anymore or ever really. But it was popping twenty five years ago. Watching it again, right? I guess it was. Uh, it's unbelievable when you think about it. When he's in the jail, and then uh, they rape him in the jail, and then when he's leaving, he's just like. Pulling up his pants. And he's like, you guys, not cool. <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. Yeah, you guys are ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't know joke. I didn't know how to react to that. Yeah, it felt like I shouldn't laugh, but then I giggled a little bit. But then he kept going, and then I was like, okay, I don't really, uh, I'm not sure what I think about this. But it makes me think of all the jokes that didn't make it into the movie and how, yeah. how ridiculous this R rating probably would have been. And yeah. if that makes it... Um, Being like Freddy Got Fingered status. Yeah, you know? does it make it better or worse in retrospect like it might have aged this movie might have aged a little bit better than it would have if it was rated r i'm but it would still probably have the cult status as the rated r movie i mean i might it's just like the alternate timeline what's the alternate timeline of this movie i'd have to take a look at the script i'd have to take a look at the rated r script and say like okay there's a reason why they cut this and it wasn't just because they needed a pg-13 movie you know um 
Yeah. It's so crazy. They didn't shoot any alternate scenes. Nope. They Everything they shot was rated R, and then they just had to edit it all out and then dub over all of their bad words. Yeah. So there's so many times where it says, like, crap, but you see his mouth say shit. <laughs> and it's just like, what? <laughs> just constantly. This whole movie. It was like a, it was like an edit for TV movie. and then, But that was, like, the actual movie that they had to do it. Yeah, my nightmare. Getting a movie edited uh, that's already edited. Watching an already edited movie further edited. Yeah, it was like a USA Network was like, we love your movie. Wow. We love it. But we're going to change every word of it, if that's okay. Bax TV. Movie of the week, dirty work. <laughs> <laughs> we know characters. Anyway, um, who worked and who didn't work for you, Stephen? Uh, who uh, who didn't work for me in this movie would have to be um, who was the guy that was uh, he was the homeless guy who would do the who would do the oh it was the, a, the, the not j- not j- the one doing the rants and not the one crop dusting. It was the third guy who didn't say anything. Oh, the third guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the third guy didn't work for me. James Downey was the other guy, but was James it? Downey that was a good joke too. Is I it? thought, yeah, he well, he was the guy that would go on those long things. Yeah, it, that's the good joke. Yeah, yeah that one was and funny. Then everyone would leave. Or... Here's yeah. your two dollars. <laughs> yeah, and then everybody would leave. Yeah. <laughs> he was the uh, principal of Billy Madison. And then, yeah, another famous uh, SNL alumni. I forget. Is James Downey? Uh, but yeah, the the third homeless guy uh, because he didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, he, he needed to do something crazy I mean, or, he wasn't or it. yeah. yeah. He, he didn't really do anything. Uh, who worked for Maybe me? Maybe that was Frank Sebastiano. I don't even been. know. I bet it was. Lazy bastard. Uh, who worked for me? Um, I don't know. Kathy? Kathy did work? Kathy totally worked. She had the pretty 90s pixie cut. She had the 90s look down. She was very pretty. She was very nice. Like She, she looked... Uh, <laughs> this sounds like an insult, but it's not really. She looked like the human version of Roxanne from Goofy Movie. <laughs> yeah, she did with the pixie cut and yeah. the red hair. Wow, you really That's nailed it. That's actually spot on. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody, her name is Roxanne, right? In yep. Goofy Movie? You got it. Yeah, and everybody knows. I mean, pretty hot. I mean, what do, baby? Never mind. Cut that out, oh, Kyle. The lines are drawn. Kyle, so cut it out. Kyle, sex. cut it out. <laughs> Kyle. So, so who worked for you, Nick? I'm going to say who worked for me without getting into the cameos too much because we'll talk about that. Uh, I'm going to say Chevy Chase worked for me since we're not Fair. counting him as a cameo. Fair. Uh, who who didn't work for me, who also half worked for me and half didn't was Norm. Because uh, the deadpan, it just felt like a lot, a lot of the time it was, it was very funny. But then a lot of the time it was like, it felt like somebody just told him a joke to say on set and then he said it and then they just waited for somebody to laugh and nobody laughs every time. It really felt like they were waiting for people to laugh. Yeah. And then nobody ever did. Or, yeah. or they were doing set up joke, set up joke, set up joke. Yeah. And it felt too, it was like, it, it wasn't like it was written in. They're just like, oh, we came up with a setup and a joke right here. Say it. There was it's no. Gonna, it's going to be hilarious. There's no organic comedy. Yeah, and a lot of time it was not. It was like somebody forcing stand up into a movie where mm-hmm. stand up goes to die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good point. Um, who 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 uh, didn't work for you? That's what I said. You were just saying Norm didn't work for you. The other over, over half, half of Norm. So just half of Norm. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's. It's dumb, but okay. Um, <laughs> it's dumb just like my life. Uh, Brian. Yeah, uh, I think Chris Farley really works 
in this movie. He's got some of the better quotable lines yep. out of this, and he's just being his normal, like, out there self. Uh, I, I really enjoy that. Um, doesn't work. I'm going to go Artie Lang. Mm. Do not like him. Would you be? Would you prefer the roles to be switched? So Artie Lang as Chris Farley's character, Chris Farley as Sam. Yeah, actually, I think that would work quite a bit. That in that that way, I think huh. having more Chris Farley in this is a better better way to go. And then just a you know a little le- less Artie Lang and, and Artie is uh, a terrible. So actor. I don't know if he could pull off the. Yeah, he is, and I don't. I don't think he can pull. I don't know if he could pull off the. Uh, the craziness of that that character with the half bitten nose and the and everything in general or just in this movie <laughs> well in well, real no, like in, in real life this is that yeah, was already like basically yeah he was just being arty yeah. yeah i guess crashing he's basically playing he is himself yeah crashing. yeah yeah he doesn't have a lot of range he's not a very good actor Fair yeah <laughs> he he was mostly there just to like be a friend and say lines or yeah, something yeah they're they're good friends Dave's good friends um well speaking of animals uh replace an actor with an animal Ryan who do you got uh I'm gonna pr- replace norm with a giraffe fair yeah they have the same still length. Got that lankiness yeah still got the same length neck for sure. Same deadpan humor. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Giraffes, giraffes yeah. definitely have deadpan humor. Mm-hmm. Ever watch them eat? That's definitely a deadpan humor. There, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'd replace Artie with uh, um, um, a koala. Koala. Mm-hmm. Like a high koala? Like eucalyptus out koala or koala that's ready to i guess i need a bigger i need a bigger animal huh so maybe i'll go with bear? a, a pot belly pig that uh, walks pig. on its hind legs a pot belly pig with a coke problem that's already laying yeah, yeah. wearing a shirt for oh, sure that, he had wore the tearing that red shirt he yeah. wore the tightest shirts the whole movie was that that must have been a joke that they thought of before where they're just like have my character just wear the tightest shirts that might just be the 90s man i felt like a lot of uh, fat dudes were rocking the tight shirt fat dudes are wearing tight stuff and uh skinny dudes like norm was wearing like the baggiest clothes gonna, he's crunched out because i thought baggy was the style the not 90s. for fatties interesting <laughs> what yeah, a weird t- what the baggy pants though yeah, you wore baggy pants with your tight shirt. So, so yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe so bad. maybe that was before they made like uh, big and tall like shirts. And called stuff. me in elementary school. <laughs> uh, replace. No, cause, cause go ahead. Big dog was a brand then. Big oh, dog yeah, was big a brand. Dog, yeah. dog. No, it's you had, still around. You had big dog. You had big Johnson. You had a uh, big daddy. Nope. You had a uh, what's the other one? There's another one. Yeah, those are too inappropriate, though. You had to be Big Dog. I wore a lot of Big Dog. They They always had this. They always had Bark Wars instead of Star Wars, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How could you refuse a dog with a backwards baseball cap? I mean, the majority of my t shirts were from the Big Dog's outlet store in Vacaville. So, what are you going to do? Um, Replace an actor. It'd be so great if you walked in there and they're like, What up, Big Dog? And you're like, Oh, man, I'm home. I'm home. I found my home. Replace an actor with an animal for myself. I would have to choose Chris Farley with a hedgehog. Yeah, just doing all the same. Uh, yeah, I doing the same that. body motions too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like he it. He has the same physical range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's been missing for a while. Uh, I wonder why. Make it fresh, Nick. <clears throat> uh, just let it be the rated R movie that it was. 
Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. Uh, give me the uncut yeah, version. Yeah, 100%. All right. I'm glad we agree on that. I'd like to see what jokes were uh, cut out. Well, there was one that uh, Chevy Chase said was cut out was uh, they sold donuts, but they they took pictures. Of, it was donuts from off on their dicks. So they had like good. they had donuts around their dicks, and they took like promotional photos for the donuts, but they were on their dicks. On their penis hanging, yeah. hanging on there. That's pretty good. I like that. So... <laughs> Did, did, can we verify? Is anyone connected to the movie Van Wilder? Because I feel like they. That oh, joke it's similar. There. Similar strategy. Well, that, with that one, it involved a dog and actually um, ejaculating in the donut. So it was a bit. They well, took yeah. It, they took it. They took it to the next. Level. Van Wilder, future they contender. Took it to the next level. Future contender. Future contender. We might have to do it uh, for a virtual homecoming <laughs> uh, next November. Brian, do you know the quote? Uh, the Chris Farley quote. I can't remember it off the at the end of the movie with the skunks. What does he say? Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I got oh, it. In, in, <laughs> it's go uh, in the land of the blind, the man with one eye is king. <laughs> well, let me tell you, in the land of the skunks, the man with half a nose is king. <laughs> Sing the song, boys. Sing the song, <laughs> Jimmy. What? You gotta release the skunks. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> that part's very funny. It's it's. Farley at, at his the best. opera house scene is the worst part of the movie. I best think best worst part. It it just isn't very good. Like they bring all the characters together and everything, but it it underwhelms for sure. It does. Like I, they just have Grandpa go out and be horny and like chase the lady around the whole the time, lady. and then it's just like okay. Hey, you're a fat guy. You like a, the, you like brownies? The, the pretentious critic or fan of the the, the work. <laughs> oh yeah, the opera. Yeah. That guy was awesome. That, that guy was great. This is the most bold Don Giovanni performance I've ever seen in my life. Bravo! <laughs> uh, the the whole scene. Uh, we might as well talk about that scene because I think you're underselling it. The whole scene where uh, he throws the, uh, the bad guy throws a tape recorder and the reporters uh, oh, down below uh, reporting and then he gets hit with it. He goes, "Son of a bitch, <laughs> bastard!" <laughs> I really enjoyed that. And I really like um, I really like the whole trope of Mr. Fitzpatrick, the landlord for for the dirty yeah, work. Fitzpatrick is good, yeah. Who 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 takes his revenge by punching people in the stomach? <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed that. I think the worst part of the movie was actually the tape recorder note to self stuff. It was, yeah, it was. Uh, it just wasn't very funny. No, yeah, there could be way more better lines. I mean, than what he excuse. Said. Um, after all the homophobia and everything, yeah, of, of course, course, of course, of course. course. Um, um, yeah. My favorite quote was the uh, the Chevy Chase betting on Rocky Three. Yeah, <laughs> where he's like, he's like, you bet on Mister <laughs> T in Rocky Three. You bet against Rocky. <laughs> And because I like that this is in a universe where uh, that's a real fight that Mr. T and Rocky fought. Yeah, I wish that was a real fight. <laughs> I wish it wasn't a movie. That would have been that would have been great if it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like a biopic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you not see the Rocky f- running down not the street. The, not the first two Rockies, just the third, just the third worst Rocky. <laughs> three, yeah, three through five. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was another. Uh, 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 what other quotes did you have, Brian? I know you uh, had something else. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's it pops, it's pops when he's uh getting uh his his heart rate, and uh Chevy Chevy goes uh all right now let's take your heart rate, and he goes uh, Doc, if if that's death is as cold as it was last time, I'm gonna take it from you and shove it right up your ass. He goes, <laughs> and then Chevy Chase goes, vitals are normal. <laughs> uh, I like the the best response to a bully, which is hand over the milk money, Weaver. I'm afraid I can't do that, Derek. I'm just not sure you'll spend it on milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! No one. Uh, that kid got beat up. <laughs> right. I would throw that kid into a dumpster. 
Oh, he did get thrown into the dumpster. Yeah, he, that's that was the yeah, first dumpster. That was the first scene. dumpster throw. Oh, I loved the way they ran from the dogs too. If you go back and watch how they run, just Artie Lang and Norm running, it's it's pretty funny running styles. Mm. They both run like the types of animals that they would be. Norm is like very accentuated. Anyway, uh, time for the top five. Top five. We'll do cameos. I. We're going to put them in, in our orders. Uh, number five. So first, let's uh, lay out a couple of them. There's Rebecca Romaine as the bearded lady. Yeah, Rebecca Romaine. You have Champ as the car sales guy. Yeah, uh, David Keckner. David Keckner. Uh, Gary Coleman. We're gonna, we'll count Chris Farley and we'll put him in number one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. He's in, I mean, he's in more than one scene. Technically, if you're in a cameo, you can't be in more than one scene. But we have Adam Sandler, Gary Coleman in multiple scenes. Chris Farley, multiple scenes. Uh, yeah, we'll stick with it. Yeah. Uh, who else? John Goodman uh, introduced the opera. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so random. Uh, Rickles. Don Rickles. Uh, they had, um, I feel like that old lady. Kathy's grandma was somebody. That wasn't Florence Henderson. Who was that? Was that Grace Slick? <laughs> <laughs> Grace Slick? Man, Grace Slick, she's so hot. Oh, yeah, uh, Chris Farley's brother. Was uh was in a was in it. He played. A, he was in the movie theater. He was one of the movie theater. Workers. He was the third homeless guy that you hated. Yeah, he was. No, it was. Um, wow, they didn't even list the third homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sandler wasn't in the credits either. Neither was Chris Farley. No, yeah, John Goodman was uncredited as well. Okay, so we have David Koechner, Gary Coleman, Adam Sandler, John John Goodman. Did I say that already? Rebecca Romaine, yeah. Don Rickles. Fuck it. Chevy Chase will count him. He's counted. Oh. Okay. Seven. We have seven. Okay, that's good. We have seven. No, there's no there's no you can pick you multiple picks. Don't it's not one and one and done, obviously. So yeah. uh, uh we go five through one, not no order? In order. You have to choose the best one, the worst one. Okay. So, so individuals. I'll go first. Number five. Gary Coleman. Number five, Gary Coleman. Number four, Rebecca Romaine, because man, that bearded lady was mean. <laughs> Uh, number three, I'm going to give it to Adam Sandler. Number two, I love Jim Downey. Yeah, Jim Downey does count. Jim Downey, good number two. And then Don Rickles, number one. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm going five, Sandler. Nice. I thought it, it made me laugh a lot. Uh, four, Downey. Three, Rickles. Two, Farley, one, Chevy Chase. Wow, no Coleman. Leaving Coleman out to dry. Yeah, what? He just he was just himself. Everybody, yeah, but he got knocked out. <laughs> I know, but everybody else did a fun character. <laughs> I think that's the point. <laughs> Brian? All right, so uh, I got number five, Rebecca Romaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, David Koechner. Nice. Oh, damn. Three. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're done. You're fired. I forgot about David Koechner. He's so... <laughs> He's so fucking funny in the very first scene that he's in where he yells at Kathy and he's like, Kathy, get your ass back to work. I, I, he's a great car salesman guy every time. He is. He, he, he performs that role well. And the asshole manager as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, number three, I got Don Rickles. Mm-hmm. Two, Adam Sandler. And number one, I got to give it to my guy, Chris Farley. Wow. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Adam Sandler, underrated as a Cajun Satan. Very underrated. Yeah. 
His very first Much line. Occasion Satan than Satan's kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Future, which we're going to do. Future contender. Maybe for Nick's next birthday, since he loves Adam Sandler so much. Little Nicky. Oh yeah, maybe we should just do Little Nicky for my birthday for Nick Vember. Now it's time for the game. We're gonna do uh, same title, different movie. Uh yeah, same title, different movie. So Brian, are you familiar with the game? Uh, it's 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 the game is as it as the title says. You're gonna get the same title, totally different film. Nick, are you ready? Yes. From the hit show Dirty Jobs comes the new version of Dirty Jobs, the movie-long documentary starring Mike Rowe. <laughs> Dirty Work, where he takes you on an hour-and-a-half-long adventure from the dirtiest jobs to now the dirtiest work. He's looking at all the underhanded scheming jobs that you wouldn't thought, like Fixer for bookies or, <laughs> or, uh, or uh, what's other dirty work? Murder for hire, revenge for hire. Mike Rowe is getting into the dirty work because he's already done the dirty jobs. This whack. Tune in uh, this fall for the voice and the work. Dirty work. Horrendous. <laughs> That's a really good idea. <laughs> Sounds really bad. Mike Rowe doing... He's going to jail. Doing the same thing he always yeah, does, but yeah. real sketchy stuff this yeah, time. Yeah, him doing illegal activities. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a real one. I would watch that movie. Okay. It's 1994. Uh, it's it's in the bluff. If you know where the bluff is, it's nowhere you want to be. Um, nefarious gangland activities have plagued this neighborhood community for many years. No one knows where to point the blame. Uh, no one knows where to uh, take credit. Um, who would want to take credit in a in a warlike situation like that? This is the story of one of those individuals who not only fought fought this war to win it, but to end all wars in this neighborhood. Um, this is a this is a, a war. This is a civil war, if you would. This is the second civil war. There's multiple armies. It's not just the North versus the South. It's Crime lords versus corrupt officials versus the streets themselves. That's right. We're in the dirty south, and they're about to put in work. It's dirty work. <laughs> Nobody knew where you were going. You didn't even know where you were going on that one. No, it was, it's a crime epic. But, it's hard we, to describe. But we arrived there, yeah. It's a crime epic because it's, it's so hard it's to like, describe all the moving pieces, yeah, but there's one it, central character. It's a southern crime epic. Yeah, Southern Crime Epic that takes place in the trap. Okay. It's dirty work. Okay. Um, who is who is one one star? I just want I just want one guy in it. One one wom woman or man. Who do you think? Denzel Washington. <laughs> no. No, it's all, all it's right. all trap lords. It's gotta be it's gotta be South, yeah. It's all trap lords. Post Malone. What is it do? <laughs> Motherfucking TI. Definitely. <laughs> TI. Keith David. You got Andre three thousand. Yeah. David Keith and Keith David. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Parkman's back in the in the trap as a as a sergeant. Oh, David the, Keith and Keith David. Atlanta That's, PD. I like it. Okay, Brian, your pitch. All right. So Kathy is a down luck uh, and has to turn to prostitution to make ends meet. Wow. Norm is a loner looking for love, <laughs> uh, in an effort to win her over. He went over to the prostitute with a heart of gold. He and his friend do whatever they can to buy out her crib. 
dirty work. Sounds like true romance. Wow, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wow, that's like an actual, yeah, that's that's an actual movie. Could That's like a movie that uh, you wouldn't think stars Norm MacDonald, but then does, and you're like, maybe this works. This kind of works. <laughs> yeah, because he looks like someone, he looks like a John. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like a like a customer. Wow. To me, it looks like a leprechaun to me. I like it. Uh, Alex, which uh, which movie are you paying to see? It's almost a tie between Brian's and Steven's. Yeah. I might have to go with Stevens. I feel like I would enjoy what it in a mo- in a in a theater, but at home I would like Brian's more. What about the documentary Mike Rowe doing all of the jobs they're talking about? This that, is I've a real thing. I've already seen that movie, bro. <laughs> Some bullshit over and over. This is bullshit. Steven doesn't even make sense. If you listen to any of these back, they're all just ramblings and they don't make any sense. <laughs> I think you're full of shit. You know, uh, you know. I like Brian's. Um, yeah, I like Brian's too. We're at the very end. Uh, is this movie better than The Big Green? Well, uh, I haven't actually watched The Big Green, but I'm going to say yes. I think that needs to be a primer. We need to make every guest <laughs> every watch guest the watch green. The Big Green. <laughs> we have to watch two movies and see which one's better. <laughs> That's our new podcast. I like it's that. Better than The Big Green. Last night, but I fell asleep. I like that idea too. Uh, I I will say, you know, I think it is better than the Big Green, but I'm going to say no, it's not. Yeah, you're being solid, solid. Yeah, yeah I got I got a fucking reason. I got to stick. I got to stick to my guns. Yeah, sure, it's better than Big Green. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's 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 go ahead and say that. Uh, re-rate it. I'm going to re-rate the audience score to 69, and I'm going to move uh, the the movie down to 13 for PG-13 because it should have been rated R. I'm keeping that 69. It needs to be 69% because it's <laughs> raunchy. Yep, 69, just straight up. 69 and 69. Brian, what, Brian, what would you re-rate it to? Uh, I'm going to move it up to just 1% up to 18% in honor it be 18 to watch this movie. It's consensual. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many sprawings today. Yeah, well, I don't give a shit. That's my soundboard now. It's all cartoon sounds. Now it's time for our blurbs. Um, My blurb is... The work wasn't dirty enough to make dirty work work. You need a crickets one. (laughs) (laughs) Phenomenal. My blurb. If you're trying to get dirty, come get this work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Brian, give us your. Uh, right, you got Brian. a blurb for us? Yeah, blurb. Uh, watching this movie is a lot of work and makes you feel real dirty. Like it? Yeah, that's that that's 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 yeah. about right. No, yeah. that's that's pretty clear. That's actually <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> it's actually true. Do you have any uh, uh, recommendations, media wise, Brian? Anything you're reading, listening to, watching? Uh, yeah, actually, I just watched two movies: uh, Guns Akimbo. Which oh yeah, isn't good, but it's not a lot of fun. Okay, uh, and uh, Fast Color, which was it was really cool. Real oh, Fast story. Color! I've been uh, thinking about watching that. It's good. It's, yeah, that's like this. Really- it's a superhero-ish type movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, so you would recommend it? I do recommend it. Nice, nice, nice. I'm gonna watch that then. Um, 
I'm going to recommend Tracers with uh, Taylor Lautner and uh, some no, no. other people, no, I guess. No, no. Uh, it's it's. I only saw the first hour of it. I still 30 minutes. I, I don't know what happens at the climax, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be fucking awesome, dude. Parkour. Parkour and dubstep. That's all I want in life. I'm throwing up two shakas right now, in case you didn't know. Double shakas, because that movie shocks the shit out of me, man. Tracers. It's on YouTube. <laughs> we should do a top five. Uh, we should have done top five Taylor full movies available on YouTube. Oh, we really should do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I like that idea. Because you know what was next on the queue after Tracers was uh, what happens next too. What is what happens next? No idea. I think Martin Lawrence is in it though because it looked like... Uh, I don't know, but it, I think Dogma... Oh, what's the worst that, that could happen too? Dogma's on uh, YouTube. Dogma's on movie? YouTube? Okay. Dogma? Yeah, that'd probably Dogma be number on one. YouTube. That's a great movie. Yeah, it goes Dogma, Tracers, Dirty Work, uh, whatever that movie uh, that I saw. The 1970s version of Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dogma, best Kevin, Kevin Smith's best film? One of. Yeah, I think so. Um, a blur, uh, real recommendation. Um, wait, you don't have any other recommendations besides that? He's recommended Tracers. Yeah, besides, besides tracers, uh, besides that, um, I'm reading the Water Dancer, uh, Tanhasi's Coates's first um, um, novel or uh, fiction, and it's really good. I'm um, I'm almost done. Great, happy for you. Yep, it's pretty great. Awesome. What about you? <laughs> Read the Alchemist. Oh, you did? Oh, how did? What did you think of that? Is that why you're so depressed? <laughs> Yeah, that's not a happy book. No, it's good. I didn't think that it's, had a happy ending. I don't know the, what book the, you read. The ending's, uh, for some people, it's is infuriating. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. For me, it's not. I, I appreciated it, no. but I could see how it could be infuriating. You told the whole story. I mean, yeah. That's what you want. I mean, I didn't get any purpose-driven life out of it or nothing, but I read it. Yeah, it didn't inspire me as much as uh, it has other people. But the beginning was inspiring. I just didn't like the landing. I'm pretty sure those people are low frequency individuals. Yeah, that's part of it. Just me though. Well, as we always say, uh, keep it real, uh, keep it rotten, uh, stay real, um, stay, stay true to yourself. Um, Brian, thank you again for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hey, Brian, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And. Uh, uh, peace up, A Town. Um, pizza. Is anybody gonna play any sort of music while? Hold on, give me a minute, you <laughs> fucker. Are, we, are you gonna play what I think you're gonna play? Oh, I can't find it. Hi there, this is Julie Venturi from. <laughs> <laughs> it just says message. I don't know what that what that is.